Welcome everyone. This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with my tag team partner, the Hall of Famer, Baloney. I like this new intro. Um, I think I speak for pretty much everyone in Chicago. I am fucking miserable, dude, after that weekend, the past week. If you if you want this might go down as one of the most shit weeks in Chicago sports and I can remember. And we've had some pretty shit weeks before, especially with in bear season when they just start losing repeatedly. But um socks suck, bulls suck, hawks suck. Cubs had one good day. Two and five. The Cubs went two and five this week, and they were by far the more most successful sports franchise in Chicago. Like, it's, is it bad that, like, we host a Chicago sports podcast? And I, I don't want to talk Chicago sports at all. I have no interest in talking Bulls and White Sox. We will, and we'll take your questions. And thank you to everybody that submitted questions. But, man, was this a bad week. I mean, you're miserable. That's the only way to describe yeah. it. So, Sox are losing losers of seven in a row. We lost Eloy now for six to eight weeks. They haven't confirmed what his official injury is. They said it's a hammy. Sox PR was on some spin fucking duty when they said he had hamstring soreness. And, I mean, you want to talk about putting a lipstick on a pig on that one, dude. You don't get carted off the field and lay face down on the ground for five minutes with hamstring soreness. I realize he's a big dude, but that's like if you have soreness, you get up and walk it off, man. You don't get you don't get carted off for soreness. It looked like he got shot. Like he got shot in the leg and he just dropped on instant. Like, yeah, that, yeah, it wasn't soreness. Something's torn, you know, pulled, torn, whatever. I'm no doctor, but um, what the preliminary thoughts were, what, six to eight weeks? Six to eight weeks. They just said hamstring strain, but that was pending, you know, a, a further review. I'm sure it's probably one of those football things where it's like a grade one, grade two hammy. Hopefully it's not a tear where it costs some, you know, like three to four months or anything like that. Uh, so, I mean, we're already going to be down Lance Lynn till June. Now you figure we're going to be down Eloy till end of June. Best case scenario. We're getting yeah. Lou Bob back this week. We're getting Geo back this week, but this team is just like, it's up and down with the injuries, man. We get, we, we get someone back. We lose someone and I'm, af- I'm afraid, man. Cause with, with La Russa's decision-making this week, we need everyone healthy. Cause he's just making I don't know how much more the Sox can try to like overcome his mind blowing, mind numbing decisions, but for Laurie to be batting second and third multiple times <laughs> over the week, pitching to Byron Buxton instead of walking him in a close game, mine. I mean, just the decisions in general from him have Aaron Bummer, you know, pitching him in. Like, I, I don't know, pitching Liam Hendricks too many in it, Like, he's bad. It's tough, man. <laughs> it's tough. I, I, I got a bunch of stuff written down, and it's a lot of it is what you had mentioned, Tony's decision-making. But a lot of it falls on the players too, man. I, I mean, I'm, no, they can't as, hit. I'm as critical on Tony as anybody. But, I mean, Bummer has to be better. Liam has to be better. T.A. having six errors in a week, and the team in general – averaging i mean they have 18 errors for the season by far the most in major league baseball like that's not on tony you know no, like no. realistically him batting lurie third and all this stuff like that we can point the finger at tony but at, i mean the bucks has to stop somewhere right like it's yeah. got to be on the players to get out of this slump i mean we we call this podcast slump busters i don't know how they fix it obviously getting healthy is key number one but they got to get their head out of their asses. There's like no other way to put it. Like I've watched as much baseball to start the year as any other season. Like, I don't think I've missed a game. It's been bad baseball, dude. Like realistically. And we knew that this team wasn't that good defensively. They're mediocre defensively. Like since, you know, the last three years or so, but we thought that their batting was going to make up for it. And when they're just, they can't put the ball in play. That's a problem. So, I mean, we're, yeah, usually you could usually you could overcome bad defense if you're hitting. Now it's like they the opposing team scores two runs and we're like, oh, fuck, that's it. so much for this game. Time to time to turn it off. Yeah, you're right. T.A.'s defense has been horrible. Lurie with his bad base running, his bad defense, mediocre defense as well. Pollock comes back after his 
tenure on the on the DL, and he he can't hit now. Um, Vaughn's probably only bright spot, but even he's he's crashing into people left and right in the outfield. He's gonna get someone else in. He's gonna get someone else injured. It's like Eloy goes out. Eloy used to run into people all the time. Now it's gonna be Andrew Vaughn. Like, can we just? I don't I don't know if it's. I don't know if the bad de- you're right. The bad defense can't be uh, all in La Russa, but how much like actual like training and you know practice are they going through like in morning drills and stuff like that? I I really don't know. And if someone knows, please enlighten me because I can't imagine that they're just if they are not doing anything like before between games. That's just that's kind of pathetic. They need to they need to strengthen their D better. I don't know, and maybe it's just us. Like, obviously, expectations were sky high this year, and we all came into it thinking they were going to coast through and win the division. And maybe it was us being, you know, foolish or homers or something. I saw a stat that since the All-Star game um, last year, the Sox are 45 and 43. So they haven't been a good team for a while now. So, yeah, that, that second half last season, they just kind of... They kind of did like the 05 where they limped. They had like the bad August and kind of showed in the playoffs. Um, in regards to the game on Sunday, I'm not really putting that all on Liam because he pitched on Saturday, then he pitched on Sunday, and La Russa decided to keep him in there an extra inning when he probably shouldn't have. But Aaron Bummer can't, Aaron Bummer's just been horseshit. I want 2020 Aaron Bummer back. I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but he, they, the Sox gave him the contract and now he just took the money and he decided he's phoning it in now. I don't know what the fuck happened with him, but we're going to get, we're going to get Lori or um, Lou Bob back. Hopefully what we saw from Gio is we got vintage Gio, even though the Sox, whenever time Gio pitches, they don't score runs for him. So God bless, God bless Gio for being a saint on that aspect because I'd be pissed off. But um Dallas Dallas Keiko, he's got to get DFA'd. Vinny Vince. Velasquez, he's got to get DFA'd. Call up Johnny Cueto. He can't Cueto cannot be worse than than Velasquez at this point. Or Dallas. You would think not, but who knows, man. Realistically, Cease and Kopech, man. Cease and Kopech are, are going to be anchors of that rotation as long as Kopech's arm can hold up for a whole 200 innings this year. Well, no, Cease, Kopech, Geo looked like he's fine, obviously, like that start on Sunday. And then Lynn. So, like, I, I'm not worried about starting pitching, to tell you the truth. Obviously, right now it's bad because we're missing some guys and Vince Velasquez is going out there every week, and that's bad for everybody involved. But I'm not – like, it's more – the hitting, and I still think the hitting is going to come around. It, they can't be this bad all season. They just have too much no. talent. for. Them. And then, like, there's advanced stats saying, like, the Sox have been super unlucky to start the year. They're hitting the ball. You know, like, the um, they're just hitting They're the getting ball a lot of hard. warning track balls. Yeah, so they're hitting the ball hard. You know, it, it seems like they've been unlucky. I said it. I had it in a tweet where, like, I don't know what the baseball version of puck luck is, but the Sox don't have it right now. And you know that usually evens out the to the, by the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I guess they've been unlucky and I, maybe it's ironic. I'm wearing a CM Punk hat that says luck is for losers. And maybe it's the White Sox quote unquote being unlucky, but right now we're losers. Well, I think, I think, uh, La Russa definitely needs to make better decisions. Obviously it sucks that Han can't just fire him for some of those inexcusable because he costs, let's be honest, he costs a couple games this week for sure. There's no, sure. There's no ifs or buts. I mean, yeah, the hitting sucked, but some of those decisions, you know, you, you you maybe don't lose those games if if Buxton, you know, gets walked to first base on Sunday. Um, but other than that, we're back home, so let's hopefully that being at home finally uh, cures everything that ails us. But I know we had I know we had some White Sox questions because we 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 phoned it up for Q and A. We this do week, so. So I, think, I mean, I don't really want to sit here and talk about the like the same shit that we've been talking. Like, they they were bad. Yeah, Everything was bad, all around bad. And realistically, I mean, like you know, Sox Machine, the one hundred eight guys, Sox on thirty fifth. There's a bunch of pl- places where you can go for like the X's and O's of why the White Sox are bad. We're just gonna tell you they're bad right now. And um, yeah, what we do have is some questions. Um, the first one is from um, Colton Carbon. 
He is a follower. He was our first ever giveaway winner. First ever Chicago Sportsman's giveaway winner. He said, will the Sox ever win again? I'm not sure. Obviously, we want them to win this homestand. They didn't. They didn't lose on. They didn't lose on Monday. I know that's a step up. I really thought, yeah. like, oh man, they're coming back home. Things will turn around. And then I looked at the, the weather, and it's gonna be shit cold weather all week. I, we need it to start warming up. The, is this is this the Cuban effect? Like, I don't want to remember the Alexi Ramirez. What yes. every year Alexi Ramirez would just suck for the entire month of April. Is this what we're gonna have to deal with every year now? Is just I, bad Cuban baseball in April. It really does make sense, you know. Like Jose's out, off to slow starts, and he he attributed it to the cold a couple of times. Um, so yeah, will the Sox ever win again? Maybe they got the they got the Royals this week before the they got the Royals and the Angels. So obviously, if we get Otani in one of those games, I'm just gonna chuck it up as a loss already. That guy's so um, good, man. He's so yeah. good. We talked yeah. about this last year, saying how like he's so fun to watch. He's only gotten better. It's crazy. Friday's game, which I'm, which I have tickets to, it's uh, Syndergaard versus Velasquez. I might just sell my tickets now. I don't want to go watch Vince Velasquez. I don't want to pay money to see that motherfucker pitch a yeah. ball game. So uh, Zach Levi said, "How can the Sox turn their season around? They got to get healthy, right? They got to get healthy. Yeah. They got to stop no, no, committing no, no Otani this weekend." So, all right, that's a plus. I mean, we're looking down the road and we're like, "Yes, we're avoiding yeah. people. That's not good. We should be." We should be so confident that we're steamrolling people. And I thought, realistically, the first three series, when they won all three series and we had the quote-unquote best record in baseball after 10 days and stuff like that, maybe it was me being dumb, but I'm like, I didn't think they were going to be 500 at all this season. No, no. That's that that was nowhere near my train of thought. I think it was I thought it was going to be like one of those wire-to-wire 05 kind of things again. Soxy to just yeah, get healthy, start hitting, and have La Russa in the dugouts like smacking me on the head every time he wants to make a boneheaded decision. Like, can there be like checks and balances or something like that with, with his decision making? Because his everyone was like so ex- I shouldn't say excited, but at least when Renteria was the manager, we were like, Oh, he fucking sucks at managing the bullpen. At least La Russa can manage a bullpen. He can't manage a bullpen either. All right, I'm glad you mentioned this because that's their next question. So we, we've got two questions, one from Carlos. Wasn't TLR supposed to be better than Ricky Renneria? Supposed to, but obviously, I mean, dude, the guy's 70-something years, 77 years old. The, the game has passed him by. I have no doubt of this. Like, he was good at a time where baseball was a different sport at this point. So he was supposed to be better than Ricky Renneria, maybe only in Jerry Reinsdorf eyes, because we all knew yeah. it. We all knew this was happening. The fact that they hired him instead of A.J. Hinch, Hinch is a problem because I think realistically the Tigers could be better than the Sox very, very quickly. Yes. And I don't think any manager in their right mind would put 077 hitter of the on the season, Lurie Garcia, in the second or third hole because he does a lot of good things, right? Did you see that quote? I don't think that that he, he he does a he does a lot of good he a lot of good things. Like I've been what, trying get to out, avoid bad base running. Bad defense. Ever since the preseason, when he blamed the fans and calling called the fans like not true White Sox fan because we wanted to upgrade their team. Every Tony quote is more tone deaf than the next or the last. Like it, I try to avoid his press conference because it just makes me mad. It does me no good to listen to him speak. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of the quotes from like Scott Merkin when you know, like in the post game and everything like that. He tweets him out. But saying that, like, yeah, he does a lot of good things. That's why we're going to bat him third. Like, anyone with the common sense and two eyeballs knows that that's just not true. Um, the whole thing about walking, about not walking Buxton because the other guy behind him hits the ball hard. You don't, you, okay, he hits the ball. Maybe he, he, previous at bat, he grounded into the short, into second. Like, you, you don't know in baseball, but the guy who hits three home runs against you, let's just lob him a meatball right down the middle with a tired Hendricks who already pitched back-to-back days and going on for another inning. It, uh, all right, yeah. So Jim, he, he, Jim asked, is he overmanaging the bullpen? Realistically, we have the highest-paid bullpen in baseball. He should be able to – That was, that was even before Craig right. Kimbrough. But, like, he, he should be able to – 
put these guys in and out. And like we talked about the quote unquote fuck you bullpen um starting in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and we should be able to get out of jams. Um the second part of this was like maybe leave the guys in longer, the starters. It's early in the spring. We didn't have a preseason. I get why they're pulling guys after the fourth, fifth inning. Um later in the summer, you let your starters go go longer. Um, but realistically, is Tony overmanaging or mismanaging? Yes, because you know why? Because he'll he'll put Andrew Vaughn like in right field or left field, and then he'll pull him as a late inning defensive replacement instead of just doing a double switch and putting him at DH. Like you have to keep Vaughn's bat in the lineup because you don't know what's going to happen. You the bullpen might blow and you might need Vaughn's bat in the bottom of the ninth, tenth inning, whatever. And speaking of which, I thought they got rid of the fucking man on second rule. It, it, it the collective bargaining agreement. They brought it back. I think I, because I of the late start. I, I don't know why they did it, but it was supposed to be gone, and then they just snuck it back in. It sucks. All right, we got a sounds, fun sounds one like from a first date from Joey P. Obviously, the White <laughs> obviously the White Sox can't stay healthy. Joey asks, which pro wrestler should the White Sox hire as their strength and conditioning coach? John Cena. John Cena is not a bad answer. Um, Joey, John Cena. John Cena tore his ripped his pec like in half, and he came back like four four and five months later and wrestled in the Royal Rumble. He has. <laughs> Maybe John Cena had some other help with coming back. <laughs> um, well, maybe says, that's what you know. What maybe that's what the Sox need right now? Do they test for? Do they, do they test for steroids still? Like, is, or are they testing for all the other trying to hard to find stuff? So Joey's so, answer was you Seth sometimes hiding stuff. Like sometimes hiding stuff in the open is the best way to hide stuff. That makes sense. Um, he said Seth Rollins, CrossFit Jesus himself, hasn't missed any time in recent memory. Honorable mentions, Big Papa Pump, Simon Dean, and Lex Luger. We don't need muscle guys right now. We don't need guys no. juiced up or, or big guys. We need flexibility and guys that stretch. My first thought was Ricochet. Ricochet would teach these guys how to be bendy, how to, you, you know, know, you know have what? You know who, flexibility. You know who, my, you know who my, my pick is? I changed it from John Cena. Adam Cole. Baby, Adam Cole is a guy. Adam Cole's as well. Adam Cole's got the one of the worst wrestling bodies that there is, and the guy's never missed any time. That's a great answer. See, now we're talking. We're thinking outside the box now. Um, but realistically, dude, these baseball guys, it, it it's driving me crazy. Obviously, I know it was a shortened spring. Obviously, I know that it's cold weather, and more injuries happen when you know the body's cold and stuff like that. But the fact that Liam tweaked, like whatever he tweaked in his, his back, his back, because. Because he dove a little awkwardly for a ball. Like, these baseball players, dude, <laughs> be an athlete one time for me. Like, you know, pull fat. You, you sneeze. Like, the classic Sammy Sosa sneeze and his back gives out and stuff like that. We can't run the first without blowing hamstrings and everything like I said, else. Like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to start a petition and go on change.org. Make first base the same as home plate. I don't want it trying to like run full speed and try to t like time your step to hit a bag. So you, and so you don't blow out your ACL or in Le Eloy's cases, hammy. That's just, I don't know why they haven't changed that after all the injuries in the past five years. Well, the white Sox also have to teach people how to run through a bag. You That's have to true. run through the bag leaning forward. And that doesn't happen. These guys are having their foot stretched out straight and trying to land on a base. Obviously you're going to blow something out. Um, Sarah Drake says this is because Adam Cole's cheat. But I will say, <laughs> classic Eddie Guerrero quote, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's right. And we and might then, need oh, some, if we might need some we might need some cheating to win some games now after after this week. And now I'm getting thrown under the bus saying my knees achy. I've I'm an old man, man. I'm not an athlete. I never claim oh, to be an also, athlete. I used to also, be an athlete. Also, you hibernate in the winter. That's true. Uh, okay, so this is the reason too. These baseball players hibernate in the winter as well. They got to treat their body like a temple. You know, all these you know, NFL players, basketball, LeBron, T.O., all these guys, you know, like there is no offseason. Freaking Lance Lynn, there's an offseason. He's hibernating like me. And, and Lou Bob's ordering 10 Domino's pizzas on Instagram. Exactly. We see the Instagram where, where it's like, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of, you know how much it, you know what, how hard it is to order hundreds of dollars worth of Domino's? Shit's like six ninety nine <laughs> each. 
that's a that's at least like 50 pizzas right there man but yeah you, every time he's on instagram instagram stories he's always packing away a couple domino's pizzas like dude what are you doing man like you got baseball go run so the, uh, those are all the um those were all the white Sox centric questions we got we got a lot more throughout the whole show um but those were uh the white Sox ones all right so now we have to talk about the other shit team and that was the bulls and I might have got a little rambunctious after game two, thinking that stealing one in Milwaukee was going to change the whole series and we were going to dominate the Bucks, and we were going to shoot. We're going to have DeMar putting up 40 plus points for the rest of the series. And Vooch was going to actually post and we're going to actually play some solid defense. And now we're down three to one Caruso's out with a concussion. DeMar has been Brick City. The, I mean, the frozen. granted, he's granted he's been getting like double double teamed a lot, and the coaching just been bad be, because there's no ball movement. Like, how many fucking threes are we gonna shoot that don't go in before we stop shooting threes? They're they don't have three point shooters. Zach is a three point shooter. Lonzo, who's out, and Kobe White, who was pretty decent during the regular season can't even hold on to the ball now let alone find a shot just i don't know what this this plan is for what the scheme is against the bucks because they're not stopping giannis can't. and apparently they're just letting grayson allen make them grab their ankles so that's the problem is when grayson allen and bobby portis jr are out playing your quote-unquote stars we're in for a world of hurt. And this series, th- this series has been a little bipolar because after the first game, we're like, man, the Bulls really should have won that game. And then they won the second game and we're like, wow, this is, this really could have been 2-0. And like, yes. we thought maybe we had a chance. And then it's like, oh no, we can't play defense. Zach can't they came into defense. our house and fucking punched us right in the face. I mean, they bullied us. They bullied the Bulls and they have no answer for Giannis. We knew they didn't no. have an answer for Giannis. I know you oh, get on top mad. of that, Chris Middleton was was out for the series, so we're like, yes, sorry, we yeah. got an extra like up matter. now. That no. their their role players are better than our role players, and like when Kobe is the turnover city, you, you can't like you can't do anything about that. Like realistically, no. you, we need him to be lights out, and when he plays bad, it's bad. Like Io is trying, but he's a rookie. Patrick Williams looked bad. Well, Io can't game. even find the court on right. So Donovan's rotation now. And then, like, Patrick Williams looks bad. Um, and a lot of people have been critical on him. I still think he's young, and he really missed the whole season. So, like, this is – Played 17 games in the regular yeah, season. He's barely getting in the form. Like, you, he's like, oh, he's getting outworked and out – like, he, he's overmatched. Like, what did you expect? Like, he just came back from injury, and he's, what, second-year player. And he's going up against the MVP. The problem is – and this is our question from Joel and uh, Cousin John – they want to know is is Zach a max contract guy because the Bulls are going to have a tough question after this the, this season. Um, going into the season, I would say I would have said yes, but watching him disappear in the playoffs and the end of the season, I I, I mean I don't know if he's a max guy, but he I mean he's definitely worth a contract. But you got to keep him. He's 27 years old. He's going to get better for the next five years. So you don't want to cut a guy. You don't want to do the one thing that you regret is getting rid of a guy in his prime. And then he goes on and he joins someone in the central and then ends up beating you in five years. So here's the problem. I, I think they're kind of damned if they do, damned if, damned if they don't. Yep. We saw what happened with Jimmy Butler. This could be the next Jim, Jimmy Butler. We Realistically, we should have gave Jimmy the max, let him run the show. We would have been yep. better off. They didn't do well, that. That was also because Gar Packs were too well, much yeah. of fucking morons to realize but, that. But now, I understand Zach is coming off multiple knee injuries. He looks like a shell of himself, and I know he's been hurt and he's been battling. But realistically, like he can't play defense right now, and it seems like he's saving all of his energy for offense. And even when that's not good, it's tough, man. I see it both ways. I think they do. They should do it only because they don't have any other options. Like they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place and they don't have any young guys. Like, obviously if you have like a young guy to build around, 
Um, I saw the article where it was like 25 under 25, the best 25 players in the NBA. No bulls. There's no bulls on that. And, I mean, maybe Patrick Williams in a couple of years, but. But but realistically, like, you know, there's other teams with stars already, you know, first, second, John third Morant. year stars. Yes. So it's like, we don't have any of that. You kind of have to keep Zach. Otherwise, you're. No, you have to you keep Zach. What so. you need to do is get rid of Vooch and get a true big man and not try to get this Dirk wannabe who keeps on shooting almost a d- double digit threes each game and makes 20% of them. So I think realistically, obviously, this has been still, I think, a success of a season. Uh, even if they get bounced out in the first round by the defending champions, that's not bad. They will. Which they will. But they have a lot to work, a lot of work to do in this offseason. So it'll be very interesting to see where they you go get, from you, here. You get, the, you get your two best defenders back healthy. You add another one or two more solid lockdown defending guys. You figure out what to do with Vooch. I mean, obviously, you probably can't. He's got one year left on his deal. Obviously, you're going to be probably stuck with them for next year. But you, they need a true big man in there. Vooch can't fucking cover Giannis or Embiid. He just gets bullied by him. Yeah. And they they need they need a true they need a true big guy to to who can bang bodies with them. No pun intended. Um, Anthony Davis in, might be out there. Try to make a trade for him. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what. Yeah, you're right, though. We'll see what if they actually end up trading some draft. They got some good. What do they got? Like two first round picks or something next year or something. I don't. Between Chicago sports teams and like the history of them, I don't know who has what because we trade Rick and first round picks like they're Pokemon cards. Like realistically, like between the Bears and the Bulls and everyone else, it's like it's hard to follow. But yes, I think so. Yeah. So Bulls. Game five tomorrow night. Yeah, Tuesday night. Either way, it's just old yeller them. <laughs> that's all that's all I got to say. And right. plus the bulls have the plus the bulls have fucked me on my last couple of parlays because they just can't figure out how to shoot. It's it's just pathetic. This leads me to a question by the Southside Bum, our former co-host, Johnny. Jason. Why parlay all the time? Because I, because it just what betting on the Bulls money line doesn't really do anything because it's a, it's a lost cause. It's they're not going to win them. They're not going to win, and you can't you can't bet the Bucks money line because it's minus like three hundred. So you got to throw in some. You got to throw the the parlay, in. and it's the same parlay I've been doing majority of the season. It's been hitting. It's Demar twenty five, Zach for Zach for twenty. Vooch for 15. Honey, you stay out of this. <laughs> Realistically, I wish I had the meme, the one I text you all the time, the Bernie Sanders the meme. Bernie Sanders. I am once again asking you to stop betting parlays. I mean, you, <laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny at this point because we know it's happening. We're going to get your text. No, it's just because like, like that. because like during the like during the regular season the Bulls were so good, it was easy to no, I don't like to lose money, but I did, I did lose money. But no, it's when the when the Bucks are like a minus three hundred and the and the point you know the the Bulls aren't going to cover the points. What, what do you have to? What, what else do you do? You have to just try to build some par, build some common sense things, and then when Demar misses it by a bucket and or Zach misses it by a bucket four points, it's 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 hard to swallow, man. Seven way parlays are. A recipe for this, and like, they're just so hard to pull off. I, I mean, I can't. It, it's tough. That's, that's, I'll leave it at. It's tough. All right. So just yeah. to wrap I up had, the ball, I, I did go. I did go on a heater for a while, and then the Bulls playoffs dropped, brought Bulls playoffs in White Sox seven in a row brought me back down to being in the poorhouse. But thank you for to Scotty Scheffler for letting me cash out my Masters bets before it all went. Down, Maybe you, know? you just stop betting until golf majors. Turn comers, yeah, comes right. When's the, when's the PGA championship? Uh, I think the British Open's the next one in June, so take May off. <laughs> All right, we have some more QA. I think. Um, we got a question real quick. I mean, just to wrap up the, the bull stock bench sucks. The end, not really a question, but yes, solid facts, yeah. Joey P. All right, so we got a couple good ones now. Hey, hey Joe, you should, you should, you should probably go to the game on to the game in Milwaukee. Maybe your bad luck for the Bucks this time. 
All right. So um, this is from Cousin Joel, another former um, co not co-host, but guest of ours. Um, and this is I thought this was a good one. Would you rather have ultra elitist money like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk or elite level talent like MJ and Tiger Woods? I'm going to take the I'm going to take the elitist money. You I want, don't wanna, you I want don't, all of the money. Yeah. I don't want to work anymore. I want to get a boat. I want to travel wherever private jet. Give me all that stuff. I can travel wherever I want. If I have if I have the elite talent like MJ and Tiger Woods, I gotta constantly be working out. I can't eat what I want. I gotta always just be taking care of my body. And I would just want to slam beers and drink bourbon, man. That doesn't sound like that that working out constantly does not sound fun to me. I so, will say yeah, the, money the money sounds the money sounds awesome. But like the Bezoses of the world, the Elon, even even Elon, and like the Bill Gates of the world, they're still dorks, man. I don't care how much money Elon Musk has; he's a nerd. Like he he's quote unquote, like a cool nerd, but he's still a nerd. Dude, being MJ or Tiger Woods, just being just being able to say that you're the best in the world at anything is awesome. Like I want that. I want to be able to say like and. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not in the poorhouse either. Like these guys, MJ owns a NASCAR team. He owns the the Hornets, Tiger Woods, you know, like all the money in the world. Just to be able to say you're the best in the world at anything. I I, I would I, I would mean, take the talent. I mean, yeah. I okay. I mean, I re, I respect that, but I'm I'm I just I'm just a lazy motherfucker, dude. And, and I will I say, wanna, I just want to lay on a beach and drink all day. So. Give me I mean, the money. MJ and Tiger Woods, they have all the money in the world. Realistically, like the Bezos is in Moss. Look it's at look laughable at, how much money they have. It, it's crazy. That's mean, like look at Dan Dan Bilzerian, dude. All he does is just travel the world on yachts with a bunch of women all around him. Like I don't know. That just seems uh would you rather hit on a bulls parley? No, I'd rather be the elitist money. I'll take all <laughs> that. It. I, I, I thought it was interest interesting. I would take the talent. And it doesn't even have to be MG or Tiger Woods. Like, I'll take, you know, even, you know, somebody like Matt Leinart or Brady Quinn or like one of these, like, just like being able to say you were the guy in college or the NFL. You um, want to peak early? No, I'm I'm just saying like just <laughs> you want to be you, know, you want to you want to you want to be the guy that peaked after high school. Like it doesn't <laughs> even have to be Tiger Woods. And then I'll take Scotty Scheffler. You know, like one of these guys. <laughs> like just golfs every day and golfs for a living and still makes millions and millions of dollars what else we got um this is an interesting one from uh jose what is your favorite live sporting event you have attended oh you know you know mine peter hands down i don't know or if i did i forgot oh. yeah you did um it was my first ever soccer game barcelona in barcelona I didn't know that was your favorite. Like, I know you talk about that all the time. I mean, it's it, it it's an ex, it's an experience, dude. It is. I mean, I mean, you you can't say. I, I mean, I I can't really put into words how awesome of an experience it is being surrounded by ninety five hundred thousand other people cheering on Messi and Ronaldinho. And that was as like I said, this was two thousand six. So I got to see Messi in his his rookie year and Ronaldinho when he was back like the premier soccer star of the of the world yeah that was my favorite ever that was event live i didn't i knew that but i didn't think you were going to answer that obviously we call ourselves the chicago sports bums i've seen a lot of cool chicago sports moments um i was at the ring ceremony for the 98 bulls when they got their rings and they hung up the banner and stuff like that but um mine soccer as well 1994 world cup at soldier field germany and spain um, I still have the ticket. Ooh. This, I mean, this changed me. At at the, at that point in my life, I was ten years old. I was all about the Bulls and you know, like White Sox and stuff like that. We went to the '94 World Cup. We saw Jurgen Klinsmann actually scored a goal in this game, um, and I realized, like, holy shit, this is like the world sport. And it was like I, I was ten years old and seeing like all of that. Hey, um, it changed me. So, what, like, what is it? Four four more years, my friend. Yeah, four more years. Chicago. That could be Chicago, but it'll be like Nashville or yeah. Cincy or something. So uh, Julie was at Ben's last home game. Um, that, that's got to be that a, that's got to be an emotional, crazy experience too. Yeah, yeah, but that's, I, that's I mean, there's nothing like soccer at on a world stage, or, or like you had mentioned, you know, like 
and a Barca game. So this ties into Jose's second question. If you could attend any live sporting event with money being no issue, what would it be? Mm. I don't think I would go like full meatball and say like the Super Bowl. I, I think the Super Bowl is probably one of the worst options you could do. Yeah. Like because of I all would... the corporate stuff and it's not even like the home fans or, you know, like it's not like a real football game. It's almost like a. Spectacle. I would probably say and I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go off the wall on this one. I would probably say the full Kentucky Derby experience, like front row. Or like owners by you know, like the, the poor. Yeah, own, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Like because like NASCAR has like their the Daytona in the yeah the tr- middle or over there. And you could always say 18 hole on on the Masters. So um, that's my answer. I, I, like realistically, I thought maybe like, you know, like super rich, like F1 in Monaco, you know, like that's something Ooh, that's that you, yeah. like you will never see. And I, obviously I've been to a World Cup. I would like to see a game in Manchester uh, at Old Trafford for Manchester United. But realistically, like the Masters is such a hard ticket to get to. And if I could get to Augusta by any means necessary, I think that's something that's like once in a lifetime. Yeah. Rather. (laughs) (laughs) What a what a callback. John. Shout out John for saying not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a musical. Me and Julie were just talking about this this week, talking about how ridiculous of an answer that was. Um, <laughs> shout out John for calling that back. That's awesome. I got to give you credit. That, that, that's a true P1 right there. Like remembering yeah. from like 20 episodes ago. Yeah. And if anybody's, um, anybody watching, listening or whatever, if if you got an answer to these questions, go by all means, give us give us your answer, because it's a really interesting question. F, I thought F1 Monaco. Like realistically, right now F one's getting like really hot. Um, yeah, I know that Drive to Survive show on uh, Netflix is like kind of blowing up the sport. Uh, Christy and Billy are getting into it and stuff like that. So I think they're coming to Vegas next year, and people are going crazy about that. I think that would be cool, but I mean, I just can't not say the Masters. Yeah, I know. I figured. Um, right. Are we good on questions? I got two more. Okay. Um, one of them. I'll start with Billy's first. So shout out Chris. And this is an easy one. It's soccer. I'll, I'll answer it. Is Christian Pulisic a nine? No, he's not. I think his best position is a left winger. I think he could play as a false nine, um, number 10, but he is not a full out striker. I don't think that's his best position at all. Even in the men's national team, I think Timothy Weah um, can play a nine better than Pulisic or even a false nine better than Pulisic. I think Pulisic is their best player, um, but he's always better on the left wing, cutting into the grain and being able to shoot with his right. Um, So I would say no, he is not. And then my last question is something I had to change. Shout out, John. John gave us a question that I just flat out can't ask on this podcast. I said, um, it's, I don't even think it's rated R. I don't think it's rated X. It's just so messed up. I'm going to tease it. So he asked something I'll send. I'll talk to you about it after show Jason. But if we get our YouTube to 50 subscribers, I'll ask the question right now. We're like, we're in the teens. If we get our YouTube to 50 subscribers, I'm going to read John's question on the podcast until then. I cannot just because we got family, fiancés, wives. Um, But it was very interesting. It's an interesting conundrum, if you will. Okay. Um, so All then right. I kind of reworded another one of John's. We were going back and forth. So real quick, I'm interested in your answer. What's your favorite Pokemon? I don't. I don't have a Pokemon. I don't have a Pokemon. Do I don't Pokemon? Michelangelo, Leonardo. Let's just let's just go to the next segment. I don't want to talk Pokemon for the answer minutes. is Snorlax. The the right answer okay. is Snorlax. Thank you. Thank God. Thank you. Okay. So I brought this up to you because I wanted to have a discussion with you and streaming wars. So there was a lot of like talk in the news about Netflix losing millions of subscribers and they wanted they got it, they're losing money and the sky is falling, all this stuff. And I saw a lot of people saying on on Netflix or on Twitter that Netflix is losing subscribers because HBO Max is now the goat of streaming services. And when I come to start thinking about it, I'm kind of thinking like, yeah, 
maybe he's right. I mean, like Netflix was awesome, and then you then they went and fucked around, and then they lost The Office. They lost Friends, which was basically like why people wanted to describe to Netflix in the for, in the first place. Their shows haven't been that great lately. I mean, some of their documentaries are pretty good, but like besides Stranger Things, which is going to be done after this season, and Ozark, which is going to be done after this season, there's not really like that Netflix show anymore that you have to must watch. And if you go through like their um, coming soons, there's not a lot of good options out there. They, it seems like they just buy up like the rights for every movie and TV show and like throw it against the wall and hopefully it sticks. I mean, yes, yeah, Squid Games was good, but that wasn't that was a that was a Korean show. It's it just took off like phenomenon. Halloween, good timing. You caught lightning in a bottle. But I mean, when was the last like must watch like Netflix series that like made you blow your mind? Where like. HBO Max is popping out Batman a month after it got released. Um, I think HBO Max, just the way they can, because they're Warner, they can, they're just going to bury Netflix in a few years, in my opinion. I think they're already there. I think you mentioned it. And realistically, it might sound stupid, but I've seen articles about it. Them losing the office was their biggest mistake, their biggest blunder. Because... People our age, like I know me and my wife, when there was nothing to do, we pop in the office. And then when you're watching the office, that's when you get all the periphery before you get to the office. Like, oh, this is something new. This is something else. Like, that's how you get into something maybe you wouldn't watch otherwise. Now, there there, there hasn't been anything that's like, oh, I have to really go see. You mentioned Squid Game. I thought that was really good. Um, but... Right now, Netflix is trying to be more viral than actually producing good content. You know, like Squid yeah. Game was Tiger King is the same way. Tiger King thing. Tiger King was the biggest thing in the world for what two weeks, and then like it doesn't hold. You know, like sustainable viewership. Um, the same thing with The Irishman. I thought The Irishman, you know, was going to be something spectacular. That movie sucked. I that, that was movie very was that was so very terrible. disappointing. That was a very disappointing movie. Like especially for Scorsese and the and the cast that they had, it it kind of fell flat. Like you you thought that no, Money Heist was good, Joe. Like I really I really enjoyed Money Heist, but I mean, there's once you once Stranger Things ends and Ozark ends, Peaky Blinders is another one. That's it, a well, BBC Peaky show, Blinders but, is going to that's only one more on, season as well. It's only one more season for them too. Yeah. I, I think mean, there's 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 right no now, like Netflix is cashing in on the reality stuff, the dating game stuff, the, you know, like, um, I forgot what love is blind. Like that's really popular. I know there's another one about an Island. Um, though, like the, they're kind of honing in on like reality TV and then every once in a while a Netflix produced movie, but all of those have been bad as well. The, like the bird box one was really popular for a little while, but there, none of these are real, like, you know, really, no, they, really good. They just Roma. They're, they're, Roma was a, like a, a indie darling, and they it won awards. But it's not like a huge movie that you want to see, like the Batman. You know? Yes. No. I it, they lost the contract with Marvel because Disney got their own streaming service, and I understand why the other networks with, um, with their own licensed series, pulled them from Netflix because you don't want like The Office and Friends on on another network. But yeah, like like Julie's saying, their documentaries are amazing. Yeah, they got they got some really good document documentaries. But you can't just rely on documentaries to carry your service and and raise my rates when, like I said, you look at the coming soon and it's just like crap, 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 crap. It's it's nothing that's really like, I mean, at least to me, it doesn't. It's not my demographic. You know, I like like me and Sarah. We like the murder mysteries. We like the the crime dramas. We we kind of we like that kind of stuff. Um, you know the cart the the adult cartoons like Big Mouth we we enjoy, but we've pretty much cleared our like our watch list on Netflix. There's really and some of the stuff that we add that we, that looks kind of cool in the coming attractions. We've exited after like the first yeah. episode. Like it's just a lot. But you got HBO, like I said, HBO Max. They put the Batman out already, and 
all their that, others. HBO shows have been good for the last 10 years. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, HBO shows are just succession. Like, and now winning time. I talked yep. about winning time last, last week. That is a really, really good show that like I, what on Sylvie, we're talking about it today, raving about it. Um, it, it just like HBO has a history of producing really good dramas, you know, big little lie. Like, I mean, we, we, the list goes on and on. Um, so the, so, so the big, so the big, the big five, I guess you could say Netflix, HBO Max, Apple, Hulu, Prime. How you how you ranking them? Prime, and then don't forget Disney Plus because oh, realistically, Plus, sorry. another reason. Okay, Netflix let's let's take Prime. Prime's Prime's irrelevant. So let's just take top five. Oh, I, so. I like I like Prime better than Hulu. Hulu is garbage. I don't watch. I I told Julie okay. I was gonna. All right. Julie we'll watches down. Julie watches Hulu all the time, and I didn't know that. Uh, I, I, we talked about it this week, and I was like, I think I'm gonna cancel Hulu. I'm like nobody's watching Hulu. She's like, I do. I don't think I've watched one Hulu show. Maybe ever. I the only the only show I ever watched on Amazon Prime was Man in the High Castle, which was phenomenal. Uh, Other uh, than that, Mo- though, I've, I've never watched anything on Amazon. The, the Boys, Mo- I like Mozart in the Jungle a lot. Um, Amazon Prime has a couple sneaky good shows. Um, oh, um, what's the uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? That's pretty good. I, we we okay. like that show a lot. Um, so HBO Max, HBO's Apple. one. I, uh, Disney Plus. I mean, Disney, I'm, okay, Disney. I'm yeah, more, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, Disney Plus. Short, yeah, basically. Shout out 108. Yeah. So, okay. So I think I think we're probably in consensus with this. So HBO Max, Disney Plus, Apple, for you? No, only or, because they don't have enough shows. I think I will put Netflix. Netflix still third. Okay. A- at Netflix. the moment, Apple has got some really good shows, and like they're they're getting into sports. There's rumors that they're going to get the NFL Sunday Ticket. They got the baseball deal coming. I think Apple TV is going to be a force in the long run. They're still a little green, so I would put them okay. um, underneath Netflix. Netflix is still third. I, one more thing I wanted to mention because we talked about Disney Plus. That was another reason why Netflix Netflix used to have all the superhero movies, and yeah. once Disney happened and they pulled all the Marvel stuff from them, that was another big hit between the Office and then all the Marvel movies. That's a gigantic demographic that they lost. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then so fourth, I would put Amazon, and then Hulu for me is fifth, and then. I mean, I got Peacock for wrestling, and I don't even watch wrestling that much anymore. No, I don't know why. Peacock. I got Peacock. Peacock is like a throw-in just for for having Comcast. Like, if you have a normal cable subscription, I I don't know anyone who would buy Peacock if you didn't have Comcast cable. So, but okay. Sarah made a good point. Say what you want. Say what you want about Netflix. We still go there first to check out what's to watch, and that's true. We still, I think, like if there's nothing to do, I think Netflix is still the one you go to. But HBO's, I think it's I think it's, I think it's noise. quickly like HBO Max has quickly become like our number two for like series now after after. Well, I, I'm sorry, number three, because we still go to Disney Plus a lot just because yeah. they always have like some kind of new Marvel or Star Wars show on there. So, yeah, I it's think like, HBO Max is three for us right now, like, but it's growing, though. It's jumping up there. Yeah. You know, once a week you're hitting Disney Plus up like that's like a guarantee. Right. Exactly. Every Wednesday. All right. Netflix is best for kids too. Oh, well, it doesn't we have no kids, so I, I'll I'll let the experts speak onto that. <laughs> um, so I have a I I have my my question of the week for you guys. I know I'm excited about it. So this is so this is a uh, a music related question, and thank you for thank you Sarah for helping me put this one together because I we had to I had to look these I had to look all of these up because I couldn't think of all of them off the top of my head. Um, so last weekend was the second weekend of Coachella and say what you want about the festival. It's still one of the, it's still one of the top festival music festivals in America. And I think I, I think I picked this. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. You can chastise me later, but out of the top five biggest American music festivals, if you had to eliminate one between Lala, Coachella, Bonnaroo, Burning Man, or South by Southwest, which would you get rid of? That's tough. I think both Burning Man and South by Southwest are two completely different things. I think you could have added a couple more music festivals that are just music festivals. Because South by Southwest is like movies, gaming. like It's like a whole like two weeks worth of like just multimedia things and then burning man 
I don't even know if you could call it a music festival. Obviously, yeah, there's music being played, like but it's like and... it's artsy and drugs and 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 just like hippie culture, if you will. Uh, maybe, I mean, come at me if I'm wrong, but it's it, it's a bunch of weirdos, if you will. Um, so I didn't want to throw in any of, of like those, I didn't want to throw in like any of the like the dance festivals, like Ultra or well, that's EDF what I, I wasn't gonna EDC. pick anything in Miami. You could just toss. Well, yeah, I mean, it. I was trying to keep it just for like rock music and like yeah it, but even though like coachella right now it's like all the headliners are hip-hop and stuff anyways and um i will say no, if, like, you had, if, if you had to eliminate one of those i mean I, even if they're not like true like music there's yeah it's still I think like it's a burning man I, I have nothing to burning man that that does not entice i'm not a drug guy i'm not like uh you don't want to go in the desert for for two weeks and I have no like even Coachella. Say what you will and... about like the influencers and celebrities and stuff like that. It's still a decent lineup. I mean, it, obviously, it's not what it once was. We complain about that all the time. Maybe because we're old, but like Billie Eilish. I'm sorry, what do you say, Lala? Like Lala and and Coachella for what they are now, they're like a shell mm-hmm. of what they used to be. They're still cool. They're still relevant. There's still music being played that I would listen to. You know, like Billie Eilish is young, but like she came out with like. Um, gorillas one weekend and then she brought out Haley williams from paramore this upcoming weekend that those are like moments that the, oh I, that's cool if i was there and stuff like that like you i would take all the influencers out of it because like that kind of ruins everything for coachella but it's still a decent music festival well no that's that's the reason why i would eliminate coachella just to fuck with all the celebrities and all the influencers on the west coast just like Take take something away that they enjoy. Make them so, more miserable. Make them. I want them to come down a few notches. And if taking Coachella away from them makes me happier because they're more miserable because they can't Instagram all their shit and change all and change outfits seventeen times a day, I'm all for that. And that's why I wanted you to add the EDM Ultra Miami thing to it because well, but I that's just a, that's just a whole bunch of like 17, 18 so, year olds but, who can't do their fucking Molly like just if, go there for the weekend and just over overheat themselves but you know that bugs bunny gif where he just saws all of florida in ha- like with a hacksaw and like it floats <laughs> to that's what i want to do with the florida and miami in general so just just get rid of it completely all right hey hey i'm going to miami next in in a month so no let's bugs, keep it for a while bugs, i want to i want to tweet you that while. bugs bunny gif every day that you're in florida no yeah no dude as someone who's who promoted and went to all the chicago area I've been to EDC Chicago, which was in Joliet. Talk about a fucking nightmare that was. Um, but yeah, EDC Las Vegas and Ultra Music Festival. They're it's just a whole bunch of just teenagers and early twenties. I'm just popping Molly, and it's it. I don't even consider it like a true music, like big American yeah. music festival. I got my hand up because I noticed something. I, like I said, I said on the show last week that I like to unwind. At the end of the weekend, I was watching the live sets from Coachella, and I thought of you when Swedish House Mafia came back. I watched that; it was like their first show in I don't know how many years. Yeah, no, I went. I I was at their last show ever or last tour ever at the United Center, like back in 2014, 15, whatever the hell it was. Um, It was a good show. We set up right up front, but it was like, "We love you. We're gonna miss you guys," and no one ever leaves. I mean, it's like the, the, it's like the Rolling everybody. Stones, the Rolling Stones, yeah. you know, Grateful Dead, like all these people, like it's their last tour on Earth and they go for 20 more years. And uh, yeah, there's two comments real quick. There was a Firefest disaster type with the influencers. I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was coinciding with something, something, with, a, something with an R. Yeah. Revolt or Revolve. Something yeah. Like Revolve. That. Revolve yeah. Fest. Yeah. And then Philly, I'm Philly, happy you're miserable. Joey has the right answer. 115 Bourbon Street concerts for the win. Can't beat. Was a little little uh, Mike and Joe, little uh yeah, uh, Rod, uh, Rod two, two white, yeah, right two, two white crew. Yeah, had Bangers Ball. Yeah. Um what other ones? Oh man. There's another one, Infinity. It was just like 70s and 80s music cover bands. Yeah, I mean uh, at this point we're watched. I'll take I'll take cover bands night and day. I I love it. So I guess we're going back to Bourbon Street for a cover band night, huh? I like it. All right. Um, 
And we're going to put that up for a poll this week because I'm very curious to see what people would eliminate. You know, we've had a, we have really good engagements when we did the White Sox version ones of which food has to go and which bobblehead are you picking if you only had to pick one. So we're going to create a graphic. We're going to do the mirror. And if you want to change it, Peter, you want to add a couple more. Yeah, we'll I mean, add a couple keep, more just music keep, ones. Or just rock, if you, like, you know, rock music. Yeah, don't don't throw an EDC in Ultra. But if no. you want to, I, I thought about throwing Summerfest in there because. Uh, Summerfest is awesome. Uh, Milwaukee, no, I know. Does, I'm just Milwaukee does it right, but I we we talked like Summerfest, Riot Fest, you know, and I love but Riot I didn't Fest. see them as the same level as like yeah, it's got to be like the or you know Coachella like the, or, the destination kind con- like yeah, yeah yeah people I don't think many people are flying to Chicago from across the world to go see Riot Fest. Yeah, you so. never know, My Chemical Romance this year. You gonna be there? If we can find sitters. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing back 2008, my man. <laughs> All right. You ready I to bump some people? I'm ready to bump some people, my man. Um, you want me to start it off this week? Because I think you gotta... I mean, we've got a consensus. Like, once again, we've just, we know. The bump, the bump of the week. For, everybody yeah, everybody, everybody in Chicago sports. The Sox. Everyone. The Bulls. The Hawks. The Cubs. But again, shout out for the, the Cubs fire. for putting up. Shout out, shout out to the Cubs for putting up 21 spot on the, on the Pirates. But other than that, though. Everyone, Thumbs. everyone's terrible. All Every the coaching, all the you. trainers, everyone, y'all suck. You're all our bums of the week. What a bums. So um, my my MVB, though, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be Mike Tyson for knocking the shit out of that guy who was braiding him and then threw a water bottle at him. And Ice-T had the perfect tweet that when he said, the problem is, is that motherfuckers nowadays th- think they're not going to get hit. And the fact that Tyson just stood up for himself and said, you know what, dude, I'm going to gonna knock you out. I, I respect a, that. That guy was an ass. He was asking yeah. for it. And, and, I, and again, and, and, and Mike Tyson is following what I propose after the Oscars that everybody gets one free slap a year. Hopefully that was Tyson's free slap and he won't get felony charges or whatever might come down on him, but everybody should get one free pa- slap or in Tyson's case, one free punch. I mean, in Tyson's cage. Yeah. Like just you, you know, I mean, he, he needs to let out some aggression and that guy deserved everything that he got and probably more. He was an asshole, especially on a plane where you can't move. You can't avoid the situation. You know, Tyson tried his best. He kept calm for longer than I thought it was going to happen. Um, but then that guy got what he got. So did yeah, you see man. what his did you see what his lawyer said in a comment? I, I just saw that it was like uh he was just an excited fan, you know, and he well, couldn't contain he said himself. That, he said that if Tyson was really annoyed, he should have grabbed the a flight attendant. Could and you imagine the word could, could you, you know imagine what the if, if Tyson grabbed a flight attendant and say, Excuse me, this guy's um annoying me. Could you please relocate? Like Tyson would have been just buried on Twitter for for doing that. The problem is this guy and whoever his friend was, they knew that they were recording. They knew what they were doing. You know, it was poking the bear until the bear bit back. Those, those type of people suck, man, because there it was a no win situation for Tyson. Like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Yeah. And then don't throw a water bottle at people, especially on a plane. That's just stupid. So, yeah, Tyson, he's my MVB. All right, Peter, what do you got? I've got uh, one bum. I mean, it was all encompassing with the Chicago sports, but I got to, you know, poke at him a little more. It's Byron Pringle. What the fuck are you doing, man? He's been a Chicago Bear yeah. for a cup of coffee. He hasn't taken a snap with them. Um, so Bears wide receiver Byron Pringle was arrested Saturday in Florida after police say they busted him doing donuts in his Hellcat on a suspended license with a child in the car, and he was verbal, verbally confrontational. Uh, I mean, did they say what the age of the child was? I think he was four years old or something like that. That's the that's the thing that pissed me off. <laughs> like, realistically, if you're doing donuts and having fun in a sports car, whatever. But you got a kid in there. It's just stupid. And the thing that also pissed me off is that, I mean, Ryan Poles, Ryan Pace, we're at this. We're doing the Spider-Man meme all over again. First, the guy with he the, has, from the he has not had he's good over luck two. In his first, he's yeah. over two with free agents with the guy being hurt. And they weren't able to sign him. And now this guy getting arrested before he even takes a snap with the Bears. I mean, 
it was, I mean, it's bum ass bitch. Julie, Julie nailed it. Um, it bad, bad news all around. For and, and if you're on a, if you're on a suspended license, what makes you think that you're just gonna be able to do donuts That's, and like get yeah. away with it? Like, in a hellcat. And, yeah. And like, you, no one's just gonna notice that you've been doing this and there's, oh yeah, he's just doing donuts. Let's ignore him. Like, just common sense, man. Common fucking sense. Jesus. And, right. and I don't, I, and again, this brings back to my whole point. And I, and I know some of these, these, um, some like the young guys coming up, they can't, they can't afford it, whatever. Why do you guys, why, why do all these athletes who are rich as mother, rich motherfuckers, like have suspended license or revoke license? Get in there driving on it. Get a car service. Get pay an Uber, man. What the I'm, hell is wrong with you? They seem like these guys always get busted on revoked or suspended license. And it's like, what are you doing, man? You guys got money. Get an Uber. It costs 20 bucks to get to the stadium. Just don't be stupid. And it's not like he's from Chicago or like he's been in Chicago or it's like too many, uh, you know, parking tickets or you get the boot and stuff like that. And that's why you get a suspended license. You know, yeah. you're not living in Lincoln park where you get a ticket every day. No, exactly. Um, my MVB, um, the Batman. I finally watched it. It was very, very late. Julie hasn't finished it, so spoiler alert for Julie. Um, but I thought I'd, I'd talk to you about it. I gave it a B minus, still a passing grade. I thought it was, it could have been really, really, really good. I thought it was 35 minutes too long. They could have cut some of that stuff. I but, agree with that. But I talked to Johnny about it. He texted me, and I was saying how the acting, Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Paul Dano, everyone was awesome in it. Like all the acting was top notch. Um, I thought the detective lo- like storyline, the first like hour and a half, I was really really intrigued. I told Julie it reminded me of like the Arkham video games, where it's like, yep, it was like a procedural drama. Like you're trying to figure out the clues and the puzzles and the Zodiac like type encryptions. Yep. And no, stuff that's, like that's that. a good, that's a good that's a good analogy. Like, I, and I like, love those video games. It's it so I was I was like really enjoying it and then it kind of dragged on. So if it if they cut 35 minutes from it, it would have been like an A, A minus. No, I agree. But, it went a little too long. I still think it was the second best Batman movie behind The Dark Knight. Uh and so I would I would put it in between between Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. I would put it underneath opinion. The Dark Knight Rises. I still like the Bane Bane you one like better. The Bane? Okay. Yeah, but it, it, See, it's I, and I will say it, out of all of the Batman movies Ever since the Michael Keaton ones and all the one, it's probably the best first movie because they're teasing up. They did a lot to tease other stuff that you kind of like. I didn't really notice until like they're deep in the woods with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I liked a lot of that. Um, to two other things I didn't like. I mean, it was just Gotham was basically Seattle. It did not stop raining the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> like it was just like what the hell, like. Just give me like one day, you know, day in like daylight and sunshine. Just one. Yeah. And I didn't even last... notice that. That's a good, that's a good point. And then the last thing was um, I didn't really care for that teaser. And then like, once again, spoilers, the Joker scene. That that teaser like did nothing for me. I, I know people were going yeah. crazy about it and stuff like that. Um, that's the one thing I was like, ugh, I need to see more of it. Maybe, maybe I didn't get it. The, the, like he looked weird as shit and I know this I mean, is more gritty. My, my more... only thing is like, I don't think anyone's going to ever top Heath Ledger's Joker. Just it's tough. Be better than Jared. Just be better than Jared Leto. That's all you got to do. I mean, that's not, <laughs> you're not asking much. No, yeah, but I mean, I'm just talking about like recency bias on that. Like just be better than, than Jared. <laughs> <laughs> What's mine is yours. What, I mean, this is a marriage. So I mean, death to you part, right? Yeah. Julie, but anyway, I really Julie like is uh, is accusing Peter of stealing jokes. No, Seattle. I mean, rain in Seattle. That's not a hard correlation. Um, but I liked oh. it. So, yeah, Batman MVB. And then All right. one last thing. We we, yes. we got an so, MVB yes, for everyone. I want to give a, a big shout out to um, all. And I'm sure... Not everyone is listening, but um, everyone who voted or voted, who liked, comment, retweeted for our Liam Bobblehead contest, we got a shit ton of engagement. It kind of way blew up more than I thought it was going to be. 
We gained a whole bunch of new followers. We very, very much appreciate that. So if you're a new listener for the Bumcast because of the Liam Bobblehead contest, we very much appreciate you. We will be giving more stuff away. We do promise there will be some ticket giveaways. And if we can snag them, we'll get some more promos. And if Joey P wants to throw in some more uh, promos, like extras, like the Godfather, he called yeah, it. He called jo- us the Joey Godfather P wants the to, is Joey P's going on Saturday and wants to grab an extra hockey jersey for the bums. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, we're going to definitely do some more giveaways. Season just started. And, uh, we thank everyone for joining us. And although also friendly housekeeping reminder next week, we're going to ha- have the return of our Bumcast bears NFL insider. Rob Schwartz is going to be on. Um, we, we don't know for sure if we're going to do Sunday or Monday, we're going to try to do Monday again, but um, he's going to be back breaking down the Chicago bears draft. So let's hope the bears and Ryan poles have a great first, uh, first hit for him first draft. Um, and then they don't actually trade away and mortgage the farm like Ryan Pace used to do. And they draft some good guys and we're all happy with them. But we will be uh, taking questions and also ask uh, answering live questions. So we're going to do the whole live thing like we kind of did today with him. So make sure you join us. And if you have any questions about who the Bears have drafted and you want to get some in-depth analysis from him, we will be here. So once again, thank you guys subscribe like us follow us do all the stuff we ask every week that's uh, we're not asking much just just show us some love and or be tell your friends or be cursed the dan housen and with that we'll catch you guys next week good night joey good night fish bones i didn't end the broadcast that's my bad see ya (laughs) 